back to the New York Sports Exchange, episode number 106. And it's just me, yet again. Tim feeling under the weather today. Hashtag prayers up for Tim. Uh, drop that in the comments section, wherever you may be listening to this. <laughs> People are going to think he's dead, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so just me today. Uh, not really much to cover, but very important stuff to cover. College football starting up on Saturday. I'll give two, two bets for uh, week zero. And uh, the Giants. Oh, yeah, baby. Joe Shane and the New York football Giants are making moves still. Isaiah Simmons is a New York Giant. Who would have thought? Oh, my goodness. Who would have thought? The guy the Giants fans have been clamoring for, who were clamoring for in 2020 during the draft, we end up with Andrew Thomas, and then we go get him. We get we go get both. Like this, honestly, if you told me that, if you told that told me that in 2020, I would have called you an idiot and thought that Dave Gettleman was the second coming of Jesus Christ. But here we are. Joe Shane does it again. I'll give an inside depth on that. Alexi Lafreniere. Signs his extension, two years, about $4 million. I'll give some inside depth on that as well. Baseball, Yankees and Mets seasons, over. Shohei Otani to the I.L. Mike Trout returned for the I.L. one day and then went back in the I.L. the next. So definitely going to give some rundowns there. Um, I already mentioned college football. Then it's time for our AFC and NFC West predictions. Give best bets, win totals, what we like. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Let's dive right into it. Let's get it started. Isaiah Simmons, New York Giants. Very low risk, high reward trade. We only gave up a seventh round pick for him. The high reward. I mean, this guy was one of the best athletes coming in, coming out, coming into the 2020 draft. Drafted 8th overall by the Cardinals. He doesn't really have a true position, though. That's the thing. He played 25 snaps uh, in Arizona last week at safety. It did not go well. I saw the highlights of it. It did not go. He was being outrun by like the giant, by the third-string quarterback of the Chiefs. It did not go well for him. Uh, so he's definitely going to be starting at linebacker. So our linebacker duo is now going to be Bobby Okereke and uh, Isaiah Simmons. Uh, feel bad for Micah McFadden. He's been having a very good camp so far, but uh, I mean, when Isaiah, when Isaiah Simmons rolls in, uh, definitely something to look for. Um, trying to find the stats for where he played. So in Arizona, um, he fits the Wink Martindale scheme perfectly. The positionless defense, he's got amazing speed, amazing athleticism. So it was perfect for the blitz. He played 40% of the snaps of snaps at outside linebacker, 23% at inside linebacker, and 26% at cornerback, mostly in the slot. Don't really need secondary help. So uh, honestly, it was the linebacker help that we needed. So definitely he'll be playing most of his snaps at linebacker. And it's definitely, it, 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 it uh, personifies the difference between college and NFL and college. He played everywhere, you know, and it made sense for it made sense for him he was just that's just how the game was and that he that's how freak of an athlete he was in today's nfl i feel like it's more of 
You stick to one position and that's it. And that's what it's proven because he was at free safety uh, the other day and he did not, he did not do well. I mean, he's, it did not look good. You you can look up. I saw the highlights on TikTok. It, it, It was just not, not good at all from Isaiah Simmons, but hopefully he, uh, it's a nice culture change. Arizona's taking. I think. I think they also traded one of their uh, top offensive linemen to the Texans. So maybe the tank is coming. Maybe maybe a Kyler Murray trade is uh, in the works soon. Uh, probably during the trade deadline. So for a team that badly needs a quarterback. So who knows? Um, yeah, but he will probably be a sub packaged linebacker. Uh, kind of what uh, Tony Jefferson was to the Giants last year, but. How can you not be excited for this? Like Isaiah Simmons was one of the was one of the uh, top players in the 2020 draft, and I mean, and the fact that we only got him for a seventh rounder, a seventh round pick, a guy that's probably going to be on a practice squad in like three years. Like this is, it's obviously the Giants aren't contending yet. I, I mean, hey, they made the playoffs last year. They can definitely be in room for contending with how Daniel Jones and Darren Waller look together. Oh my God, that was certainly something. But it's nice. To, it puts a smile on my face that Joe Shane is making contending moves to make the Giants more of a contender. Defense looks phenomenal. The front defensive line looks phenomenal. The secondary looks great. The linebackers, that's where it's set right there. We went from Jalen Smith and Tay Crowder in year one of the Dable Shane era, and then in year two, Bobby Okereke and Isaiah Simmons. Let's have some fun. Let's ride. I'm ready for some giant football. I, I'm very happy. Simmons, uh, seven and a half career sacks, four interceptions, and seven forced fumbles in his career at Arizona. Uh, okay, enough giant football. We are now going to get to the Rangers. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere, uh, two years, $4 million. 4.65 to uh, be exact. It goes just over 2.3 million against the salary cap. Um, we need him big time, especially we, we need him. This is uh, certainly a prove it deal for Alexi Lafreniere here, who we, we drafted number one overall back in 2020. And now here we are basically kind of being like, all right, kid, you got to step up. They, they We're counting on him to be a part of this young core that's supposed that we need to either win with or build around for these next couple of years, because all we've been hearing is the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, and Heedle's done his job. Philip Heedle's been phenomenal. It's Kako and Lafreniere that I'm worried about. I know Lafreniere came off a career high 39 points, but we're talking about like the devils drafted their number one guy year three. He's already putting up, a hundred something points. Hopefully Peter Laviolette knows what he's doing with these kids. I don't like, I'm fine if they separate the kid line, not having them play together. I preferably, I'd like to see Lafreniere with more of maybe Lafreniere with Panarin or Zibanejad, even sometimes even Kreider. I'd also like to see Kako with Panarin or Zibanejad too. Heedle. I could still see him go second line. Maybe I'd like to see him with Blake Wheeler. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, notable uh, RFAs still out there. Uh, Anaheim, uh, Trevor Zegers, that's big. And uh, Morgan for us with uh, Philadelphia. They are one of the nine rest- uh, restricted free agents uh, 
without a contract. So yeah, so that's basically it for that. And then uh, now on to baseball. Uh, now now to the long haul for uh, for some baseball talk. The Yankees dropped two out of three. God, they dropped two out of three to the Washington Nationals, and it's just safe to say that like this is this is it. It's over. It's over. 61-66. Dude, it's over. Ten, ten games out of, out of the third wild card spot. They need a miracle. It is Right now, it is August 24th. They're ten and a half game, 10 games out of a wild card spot. It's not good. It's not good at all. This is... I mean, Brian Cashman at a press conference the other day basically saying this year's been a disaster. This year's been a failure. It has. It's... And it's just a... It's a trickle down... It's been trickled down to all the moves that he has made within the last year and a half. Donaldson trade has not worked. It has not. DJ LeMahieu contract has not worked. Uh, missed the playoffs in 2021 and 2020 uh, and 2022, excuse me, and has not performed at all to his expectations in 2023. Josh Donaldson has been terrible. I get Isaiah. I understand that Isaiah Connor Falefa has been somewhat of a nice little bench spark or whatever a utility guy for for the Yankees this year, but throwing him into a position where he just doesn't play in for ninety five percent of the year isn't going to work. Ben Rortfett's been god awful. That's the catcher you got. He's hitting. Oh, he's hurt. He was hurt for the majority of last year. You had him playing in the in the minor leagues goes up this year he's hitting like 092 like 098 i know he had two hits the other day but i don't know what he's done so i haven't watched a full yankee game in like weeks you can call me a fake fan call me call it how it is it's just unwatchable it, it, it's 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 really just unwatchable every game it's the same like the bullpen implode tommy canley's been terrible like this is it's not good it's not a good product they're putting on the field. I feel like the game is taking a step ahead, and the Yankees still think that, still think that the home run that they're just going to live, breathe, and die by the home run. No, like with the, they have to get younger, and they did. I mean, they cert, they cert, It's a step in the right direction. They did get younger. They called up Oswald Peraza yet again, and they called up their uh, their uh, star out, uh, not star, but one of their top outfielding prospects, uh, Everson Pereira. Um, they said that Pereira is going to get consistent uh, looks at left field. Same with Peraza at either third, short, or second. If Volpe needs a day, they'll throw him at, at short. If Glaber needs a day, they'll throw him at second. And if, you know, with Rizzo hurt, I don't think they're really too keen on putting Bowers at first base. So it looks like LeMahieu is going to be the first baseman now. And then they're going to put Peraza at uh, third. But this is like, this is waving the white flag over. Like, th- there's no hope anymore. There's no hope anymore for this year. This year has just been absolutely god awful. Make no moves at the deadline you expect to contend. I believe the Yankees are 21 and 33. I could be wrong. I feel like it's accurate though. 21 and 33. It's a Tal Steinbrenner when I'm a Michael K show and was wondering why fans are so upset with how the team has performed. Um uh there's so many uh, I think there's like an I think we're like 12 and 22. Uh, that's, that's another one I could be wrong for, but when Brian Cashman said after the deadline that we're in it to win it after just getting Keenan Middleton and Spencer Howard, um, <laughs> what else, what else is there? There's, uh, there's just so much more. I, I can't, I, 
they disgust me. They, 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 they really, they, they disgust me. And I'll leave it that the Mets on the other hand, their season's also over. Uh, but on a lighter note about the New York Mets who are currently eight games out of the wild card spot, that NL wild card race is chaos. I will definitely get to that. Uh, the Mets have announced that they are going to retire Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry's number. Something that's been a long time coming. Pivotal parts of that 1986 World Series team. Very happy for them. Uh, also, Doc Gooden went on Michael K. today and said that he's in talks for uh, a movie uh, being made about his life. That is definitely uh, very interesting, to say the least. Um, yeah, that's all I got in the Mets. I mean, they uh, had a dominating win over the Braves the other day, but then dropped uh, two in a row. I believe that they're off. they were off today. Uh, yes, they were. They were off today. So they play on Friday against the Los Angeles Angels. And uh, what a nice transition. And the Yankees have three uh, in the trap uh, starting tomorrow. Cole on the mound. Um, Perfect ease into the Los Angeles Angels. (laughs) Oh, God. If you're an Angels fan, how have you not killed yourself? You, 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 You buy at the deadline. Good. Honestly, you buy at the deadline. Good. Shows the fans that you care. Shows the fans that you care. You want to make the playoffs with Shohei, and it just shit just hits the fan immediately. Like they, I think they lost like eight or six in a row after the deadline. You go get CJ Crone, Randall Grichik, like all these guys, and then just shit just hit, shit hit the fan. Shit hit the fan base. Basically, there's just. I don't know. I don't know what to say. If, if I don't know what to say, Angels fans. I, I really don't. And then the uh, icing on the cake, uh, Shohei Otani. I think a partial tear of the UCL. I could be wrong about that one. Um, again, could be very wrong about that one. Uh, actually, no. I think it's a full tear. I think it's a full tear tear of the UCL. Yes, it is. So we will not pitch for the rest of the year. I think he is. He's going to hit, which is fine. I think Shohei should stop pitching in general, which is a very hot take. I I said it. That's a very hot take on my part. I think this is go. If he needs Tommy John surgery, it's going to be his second Tommy John surgery, and then it's going to take another year for him to recover. I think he's more of. A, like, yeah, I get it. He hits and pitches, but, like, do you really want to risk the elbow and the arm of the best player in baseball right now? A perennial MVP who's probably going to win MVP. You don't want to risk his arm. And then to even put more icing on the cake, Mike Trout, who has missed the last seven or eight weeks on the IL, comes back. Next day, back to the IL he goes. It's just, it's just tough to see. I mean, I don't know how it affects the contract of Shohei. I don't know if he's going to lose money. I don't know if teams are going to be very hands-off with him because, you know, you're looking at a hitter and a pitcher. We could either be... I mean, if teams looking for a pitcher... If teams looking for a pitcher are back off on Shohei, what does it mean? Do the Dodgers make a push? Who knows? Do the Yankees make a push? Who knows? They need pitching, too. Dodgers need pitching, too. And then... um, Another team I'm blanking on, you know, the Mets. Mets need pitching too, but I don't know if they're going to be making a full court press on Shohei. They might just do their due diligence, but 
it makes you it really makes you wonder on about uh about what's gonna happen to Shohei this offseason. Uh because he's definitely not gonna pitch. I, I who knows if he needs Tommy John. Um in other baseball news, uh Steven Strasberg. Uh this is ugh, God, I'm so old. Steven Strasberg, uh, who has been out since 2022. He's had a plethora of injuries. Um he will be uh he's announced his he will announce to retire. The official announcement will be made on September 9th. Strasburg, uh th- this is tough to see. This this is really tough to see. You know, he had he recently had surgery for uh, thoracic uh, outlet syndrome. He had a nerve and a blood disorder. Like he had to remove a rib and neck muscle. It, it was just getting too much. He's 35 years old. I'll just he hasn't pitched since June, he didn't really do that well, but it's like, ah, oh God, this sucks. Because I remember his debut so well. I have never, I have never felt a seen a more anticipated MLB debut for a prospect since Steven Strasburg, and I will take that statement to the grave. Vlad, I think second is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And third, I don't even know if I have a third. I think honestly, Jason Dominguez when he gets called up is probably going to be big time. But God. He had that stadium freaking rocking. He had that stadium rocking his, his debut, throwing triple digits. This just sucks to see, man. It, it really sucks to see. But struck out 14, 14 guys in his debut. I thought we were looking at the next like five times Cy Young winner. It just sucks seeing all these pitchers like going, like going, like, you know, DeGrom, Shohei, Clanahan, too. He's got Tommy John. And then now Strasburg, I mean, they are just ever since he got that new deal, ever since he got that new deal after the Nationals won the World Series in 2019, it's kind of, it's kind of all gone downhill from there. Uh, Just sucks to see, just sucks to see, possibly could have been another what if in uh, Major League Baseball, probably could have been uh, one of the all time greats. So now we're going to take a trip around the league and I want to talk about the NL West because this has gotten so much more interesting now that the Seattle Mariners are in play here. Astros got killed by the Red Sox today. I think it was like 16 to 2, 16 to 1. So now officially they're in third place because uh Astros have more wins but they have uh, more losses than the Mariners. They so the Mariners are one game ahead in the in the loss column in the loss column. The Rangers have lost 6 straight. The Rangers have lost 6 straight. DeGrom, Tommy John surgery, Nathan Evaldi's on the IL. We don't know when he's coming back. You know, they go get Max Scherzer, but the, and you know, Jordan Montgomery's been well been doing well. It's the bullpen. It's the bullpen that's worrying me a little bit about the Texas Rangers right now because Aroldis Chapman, I'm getting war flashbacks, but still, man, I mean, three and seven in their last ten. They've lost set six in a row. I believe that they're playing right now, or do they have an off day? They're playing right now. They're up five to two against the Twins in Minnesota. I mean, they do. They have the firepower for it. But you look at these Mariners, man. The the Mariners uh, eight and two in their last ten. They lost today, I believe. They played the or no, I believe that they're off. I've been scrambling here. Didn't really do much research going into this. I think they had the off day. Uh, Today, they played last night against the White Sox. Lost on a walk off, on a walk off error. So, uh, I don't. I if you're 
the Mariners get locked and loaded, man. Because I, if I'm, a, if I'm, if I'm slated to face the Seattle Mariners right now, they're the second wild card team. So if I'm facing, if I'm a Rays fan, ah, get locked and loaded, man. Get locked and loaded because I do not want to see that pitching staff in a three game set. You got Castillo, you got uh, George Kirby, you got Bryce Miller, you have all these other guys. The bullpen, I mean, the bullpen needs some work. You know, they traded away Paul Seawald, who hasn't really been that great this year. But, you know, Andres Munoz, great, great reliever, throw some gas. But <laughs> you do not want to see the Seattle Mariners team. I'm just going to say it right now because this is, whew, that pitching staff is filthy, absolutely filthy. There's other, I mean, we go to the National League now. I mean, the Central is getting a little bit less interesting. The Brewers are starting to run away with it a little bit. Uh, the Cubs, uh, six and four in their last ten. Milwaukee, seven and three in their last ten. Uh, so the wild card standings go right now: uh, Philly, Chicago, and Cincinnati. Arizona and San Francisco are both a half game out. Arizona's eight and two in their last ten. So we may be getting a little bit of a comeback there. Miami's tailed off a little bit, and then we just have the divider, San Diego and New York. Again, I don't want to see I, another sleeper team. I don't want to see that Cubs team. I do not want to see that Cubs team at all. Um, Justin Steele's been great. Cody Bellinger, phenomenal. Marcus Stroman's on the IL right now. It, uh, I get this, this playoff race is going to be very tight, I feel. This playoff race is going to be very tight. The Braves are currently running away with uh, having having the National League run through them, eighty two and forty four. Dodgers sitting at seventy eight and forty eight. They're not too far off either, so we'll see. Never know with the Dodgers. It's going to be a fun October. It's going to be fun uh, observing this as uh, as a baseball fan, not necessarily a uh, not necessarily as a Yankee fan, but just as a baseball fan in general. Uh, this playoff race should be fun. Uh, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and Houston round out the top three of the wild card. Tampa Bay has a six-game gap in between Seattle. Uh, Toronto uh, on the outside looking in, one game back from that third spot. So there's definitely spots up for grabs. We could definitely see some teams that we uh, not really see make miss the playoffs that often, like the Houston Astros, like uh, and some teams that we could definitely see make never see make the playoffs. The Diamondbacks, you know, the Reds. The Reds have won three straight, so we'll see. Definitely uh, an interesting uh, playoff race, to say the least. Moving on now to college football. Yes, it's that time of year, week zero. A lot of game. Uh, I think getting a lot of a lot of games going on. Nothing really too. Uh, mainstream high uh i think the biggest game we got is uh notre dame and navy and speaking of that game uh notre dame favored by 20 and a half um i'm going with the opposite i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna roll with navy uh this game's in ireland uh 230 on uh nbc navy plus 20 and a half they return more than 77 percent of that of their of uh last year's roster uh, they bring in a new offense. It's similar to the offensive old, you know, read options, all that, but it's more spread out. They do have an option attack. You know, they usually run three wide receivers, a lot of throws to the outside. 
definitely just in case that the receivers are covered. They can definitely check down to the running back. They have some depth. Also, with on Notre Dame's side of things, you know, they bring in a former Wake Forest quarterback, uh, Sam Hartman. He's uh, the starting quarterback, new offensive corner. They've never worked together before. Um, and plus, with these new rules, too, with all the armed forces teams, you know, I can say the same thing about Army, Navy, and uh, Air Force. All these armed forces teams, and there's new clock rules, too, where the clock's going to keep on running. There's a lot. I mean, there's not going to be that much, that many possessions. I mean, that on average, that could really be like eight. It, it makes a big difference too. You may not notice it, but it's going to make a big difference. It make a huge difference. It's going to decrease like eight possessions a game. But that, uh, I mean, this is certain. I mean, I like Navy in the spot. I mean, you know, Hartman still got time to get used to the offense. He's still got a great running back in Audric Estime. Fun fact: I played him in basketball, but. Um, Besides the fact, my claim to fame. Um, I, I don't know. I like Navy. Uh, Notre Dame played Navy last year. Navy, uh, I think, lost by only one possession. It was a one-possession game at one point. So, uh, yeah. Give me Navy plus 20 and a half. Next up. Uh, I, Ohio, Iowa. I almost said Iowa. Ohio money line. Oh yeah, I said it. Ohio money line. They're taking on San Diego State. They're three and a half point uh, underdogs. They return seventy five percent of their offensive line. They bring back running back site. Uh, I, I wrote it down in my notes. I really have to look at this name for the YouTube listeners. Sai Bengura. S i e h. Sai Bengura. I, I don't know. That's how you say his name. Uh, they're bringing uh, bringing back uh, wide receiver Sam. Uh, Wigloose, who had uh, 70, 73 receptions and 11 touchdowns last year, and they're bringing back the reigning Mac Player of the Year, Curtis Rourke, aka the Maple Missile. He threw for, he had three five touchdown games last year. Uh, SDSU, they lose a ton of experience on defense. The D line lacks experience. I really like Ohio. I honestly, I only think the reason why SDSU is favored is only because they're home and the crowd's going to be bumping. But I really like Ohio. More experienced team, more fundamentally sound team. A lot of guys coming back. Aside from that SDSU SDSU defense, where they got no defenders coming back, nothing like that. So, give me the Bobcats. So those are my two best bets for uh, college football. I'm just I'm just excited for football to come back, man. I'm very happy. Um. Okay. Moving on to AFC and NFC West predictions. Uh, We'll start with the AFC first, um, and we are going to start it off with the Kansas City Chiefs. Win total at 11 and a half. I mean, why? I mean, you're an idiot if you take the under here. You must be a hater. I mean, what's there to say? Like, really? Defending Super Bowl champions. They lose Orlando Brown Jr., but they get a great signing in Jawan Taylor. They keep hitting on the draft picks. Sky Moore is going to be an essential part of this offense. Same thing with Kadarius Toney if he stays healthy. Isaiah Pacheco, you got the best quarterback of this generation. You got Patrick Mahomes. You have one of the best tight ends ever in Travis Kelsey. What else is there to say? Over 11.5 wins. I'm taking that to the bank. That's probably going to be my best bet unless I can find uh, something else, but that's certainly something to have. 
Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers. Totals at not nine and a half wins. They're replacing jo- uh, off- old offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi with Kellen Moore from the Dallas Cowboys, which is huge. He can take Herbert to that next level. Austin Eckler's staying. Um, I still like I like the over for their wins. I, I like the nine and a half. I'll lay the nine. I'll I'll go over the nine and a half wins. This is this is my wild card team for uh the for the AFC. This is what makes the AFC so competitive because you know now you have the Jets. You have basically everyone in the you have the Jets. You have the Dolphins. Basically, like the three other teams in the AFC North: Baltimore, Cleveland can definitely make some runs at Deshaun Watson can uh, play to play like he was playing in Houston. The Steelers, you can always never know with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then really it's the AFC West. You know, you have the Chiefs and then you have the the Chargers. I mean, I think the Chargers could certainly sneak into this wild card. I'm not necessarily sneak in, but they can definitely make some noise as a wild card team. You know, Herbert having Kellen Moore is absolutely huge. I don't know why the Cowboys got rid of Kellen Moore. I mean, I'll I'll gladly take it because Kellen Moore's a great offensive coordinator. I just don't know why they got rid of him. Uh, next up, the Denver Broncos. Eight and a half wins. I mean, the thing is, everyone loved the Broncos last year because of Nathaniel Hackett. And, you know, they got Russell Wilson. They got all these guys. They upgraded the O-line. The defense could play to its potential. I don't know. I'm going to pass on it just because you never know. And I've seen those preseason games and they have not looked good whatsoever. But the thing, I don't know. I'm going to pass on it. I'm going to pass on the Broncos. This is, I don't don't know. Maybe Sean Payton can do something special with Russell Wilson, but just, I, I don't see it. And then last but not least, the Las Vegas Raiders. So they tag Josh Jacobs. We don't know if he's playing or not. Sign Jimmy G, good. Fits the system. Those the Josh McDaniels offense. There's some goods, but there's some bads. You trade Darren Waller to the Giants for essentially nothing. Um, apparently, there was some trouble in paradise there. They play the NFC North, the AFC East, the Colts, and the Giants. They could take like three or four games within those crossovers. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under on that one. I think they go, what was it, seven and a half? I think they go five, maybe like five and 12. I don't even know if my math's right. I used to memorize all the freaking win-loss combinations when back when there were 16 games and it was so much easier. And then they just moved to 17 games and I'm all out of whack. So how, this, uh, how these standings are going to go, I'm going to go with, we're going to go with Chiefs won, obviously. Number two, we're going to go with the Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Seems pretty self-explanatory. Moving on to the N- the NFC West. Now, this is, I think we have a uh, clear-cut number one, and that is going to be uh, the San Francisco 49ers. You know, Brock Purdy, they just named their starting quarterback in Brock Purdy. Trey Lance is now QB3, which is major, major news for teams that are looking for a quarterback. Huge news for teams that are looking for a quarterback. So I'm going to go with the Niners. Totals at 10 and a half. I'm going to take it. Screw it. Give me the over 10 and a half. Um, we've seen what this team has done countless of times. It, I mean, 
the team is comfortable with Brock. It's clearly noticeable that the team's very comfortable with Brock Purdy at quarterback. They were going to roll with Brock Purdy at quarterback. It seems like that elbow is good. Sam Darnold at QB2. Hey, if they gave him the targets, if they give him the targets they have, Debo Samuel, you got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, you got George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, this team could definitely make some noise no matter who the quarterback is. So give me the Niners over 10.5 wins. Um, the Seahawks. Now, the Seahawks are a very confusing team here, I feel like, only because do we think that Geno Smith is going to have a repeat year of what he had last year? So they draft Jackson Smith and Jigba. Unfortunately, he breaks his uh, breaks a bone in his wrist. I don't think he'll be ready by week one, but he will definitely play this year. Um, Kenneth Walker, could he have a sophomore slump? There's a lot of what ifs with this Seahawks team. And I'm going to go with the under. The total's at eight and a half. I'm going to go with the under here. We'll see. There's just too many questions. Honestly, I don't think I'm going to take the I think I'm just going to pass on it in general. I think there's too many questions here. Is Geno going to stay consistent? Smith and Jigba, will he be the same with the wrist? Is Kenneth, Kenneth Walker going to have a sophomore slump? That defense isn't really the best either. I know, like, Devin Withers, not Devin Witherspoon, uh, Tariq Woolen, uh, whoever the guy they drafted in, like, the fifth round, he became a stud. I'm going to say it's Tariq Woolen. But <laughs> nonetheless, a lot of questions. A lot of questions with this Seahawks defense. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> And I'll be honest, I just put a bunch of question marks. The total is at six and a half. So last year, they go into the year defending Super Bowl champions. They get all these primetime games. Matt Stafford goes down, out for the year. Cooper Cup goes down, comes back for a couple of games, but then gets hurt again. They bring in Baker Mayfield at quarterback. He wins a couple of games, but still not good enough. Stafford comes back. Cooper Cup claims he's that he's 100% healthy. Totals at six and a half. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, again, so many questions. Is Matt Stafford going to be, is Matt Stafford going to play like how he played when they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago? Is Cooper Cup still going to be that top premier wide receiver that he has promised, that he has proven that he is time and time again? But is he going to stay healthy? Is he going to stay in the field? Aaron Donald, is he really mentally in there? Because, you know, there have been a lot of talks about him contemplating retirement, all this. Same thing with Sean McVay, too. We don't know if he's mentally in there as well, contemplating retirement all the time. It's a tough call. I'm going to pass on it again just because there's just so many questions here and all that. Last but not least, we mentioned this team earlier. The Arizona Cardinals, totals at four and a half. Under, 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 all the way. Under all the way. They're trading everybody. This is just not a, this is just not a good football team. They're, and they're in the rebuilding phase. You know, new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, new GM. Um, Kyler Murray is starting most of the year, is going to be starting most of the year on the bench as he recovers from that ACL injury. So I believe that they're going to go with Colt McCoy. Now, I could be wrong on that. Let me just be uh, 100% sure. And yes, Colt McCoy. They also traded for Joshua Dobbs. So if Colt McCoy isn't really performing well, I feel like this is just a retool year. You know, not that many great players in this team. The defense is a big question. You know, Buda Baker, he said he was going to play, but how is he mentally checked in into this team? 
there's just so so many questions with this team. I'm going to go under. This team is just not good. The quarterback play is not going to be good. And rookie head coaches just don't. I mean, it depends on who they are. I mean, Jonathan Gannon was a great defensive coordinator. I don't think the U offense really has that uh, talent to take the next step up. So, oh, uh, best bet. Just give me, like, the Niners to win the division. That's honestly what I'm going to take, only because, like, yeah, just give me the Niners to win the division. There's nothing, like, some, there's nothing, like, out there that really, like, again, nothing moves me with this division. I think it's just the Niners. It's the Niners division to lose at this point. Um. Oh, uh, top four, we're going to go San Francisco, Seattle, L.A., Arizona. This Arizona team is going to be terrible. Yeah, this Arizona team is just not going to be good at all. Now watch them make the playoffs as I say that, but whatever. Um. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, that's going to wrap it up. Pretty short episode today, you know. Tim and I would be going on for an hour, so know what I saw. Know, uh, uh, know what do you call it? Uh, know what I saw, no top five. Um, okay, so that's going to wrap it up. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. This is going to be so weird to say. Instagram, X, and TikTok. Be sure to like this video on YouTube. Comment on this video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube. It helps us out tremendously. Be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. Five stars only. Shout out Eastway. Phenomenal band. Support your local music. And we will see you guys next week for our full NFL preview. All right. Peace out, guys.